how much is it going to cost if I just wanted to buy something instead of starting from ground up? Mm -hmm. And so I literally just Googled dog daycare for sale Orlando. Picture a world where costs are down, profits are up, and customers are clamoring at your door. You're listening to Let's Get Up to Business from Jordan Law. Our interviews with business owners, service providers, and area experts can teach you how to create a world of success and profitability. If you're looking for an attorney to assist in your business formation, employment agreements, or other legal business needs, contact Jordan Law at 407-906-5529. You can also reach us on the web at jordanlawfl.com. Jordan Law, we protect you and your business. Welcome to Jordan Law's Let's Get Up to Business. Today, instead of Jordan, you get stuck with me, Mark, uh, <laughs> and I'm sitting with April Cox of Rocky's Retreat. Rock, uh, April, <laughs> tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I am originally from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Um, we moved to Florida when I was in high school, so I actually grew up and went to high school here in Orlando. So I graduated from Dr. Phillips. It was the first graduating class from Dr. Phillips, the first class that went all four years. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, then I moved back to Pennsylvania and thought that, um, you know, I wanted to get back to my roots, and then it snowed really bad one day and said, forget that, and I came <laughs> back to Florida quickly, and I've been here ever since. Um, so then I, when I met my husband, we moved to the Space Coast, and I lived there for quite some time. So I've only been back in Central Florida about five years, mm -hmm. and so um, not having been around for about 20 years, it was a it was a lot different coming back. And, sure. um, I mean, so I've only lived here for seven years myself, but having visited in like the mid-80s, early 90s, and then coming back, you know, 22, 23 years later, it was like... This is not the Orlando I remember. Oh, yeah. And, and it's interesting because there's a lot that was still here, but, mm -hmm. you know, every day I drive past something and I'm like, wow, that is so different. Or that was not even in existence you know, when I was right, growing up. Yeah. Like the whole Mall of Millennia, that was not here, and you know, so. <laughs> and it can go away any day as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> or at least the traffic, but right, right. we won't talk about that. <laughs> so let's get one thing out of the way real quick uh you run rocky's retreat mm -hmm. uh tell us a little bit about that and then let give us your contact information so if people want to reach out to you okay so rocky's retreat we are a dog daycare and boarding business here in orlando we're just outside of college park um we have the only indoor heated pool in all of florida for dogs so uh, a lot of people kind of know me as the girl that swims with dogs <laughs> because that's what i put on my social media a lot um but we, you know we're just it's rocky's retreat we're on facebook and instagram and LinkedIn and, and Twitter, um, more so Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we put a lot of videos of our dogs and like our daily life, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah, if you ever want to see like the happiest dogs in the world, go on the Rockets Retreat Instagram. Those, they are just like, I mean, just giddy with excitement, swimming, running, you know, playing. Yeah, fun. they have a good time. Um, and how can people reach you over there? Is there a phone number, email? What's the best way? Well, um, you can. we have a contact form on our website. Uh -huh. So if they go on the website, they can say they want a tour or they can make a booking through that. Um, you know, our phone number is 407-295-3888. Um, and then people also can reach out to us through um, through our Facebook. So we get a lot of messages that way, too. Gotcha, gotcha. 
Excellent. And now, one thing that I wanted to talk to you about uh, today is you didn't start Rocky's Retreat. You bought that business, correct? I did, yes. Okay. What was, uh, first of all, why would you buy uh, a pet store or a kennel? What, what, what do you call it so that I call it the right thing? Uh, a pet business. Okay. Um, I kind of, right. and sometimes I say that I'm a petpreneur oh, okay. <laughs> instead of an entrepreneur. Um, well, I... I grew up with dogs. Oh. I've always had animals, you know, fish, dogs, parakeets, all of that. Um, and grew up with dogs. But as a working adult, I always had cats because they're easier if you're traveling or, you know. And Put so, out, clean the litter box, I mean, they really, days later, you're fine. yeah, they don't care if you were there or not. <laughs> um, so we just, we, we didn't, we made, my husband and I made a conscious decision not to have dogs because mm. of the way we worked and, and, and things of that nature. So we got our first dog, um, five years ago and my dad sent me a picture and said did you know anybody that wants a puppy and of course my husband <laughs> threw up all the objections like no we can't afford a dog we don't have time and I just looked at him and I said but he's so cute right. and so I said let's just go meet him maybe he'll be a jerk and we'll be done with it well he came home with us that day and that was what I just told my husband to get him to agree to go meet him so then we went to the pet store helpless um, with a new puppy uh -huh. and um, it just literally later. yeah and we bought all all the things and you know it just changed everything and I just fell head over heels in love and I just became that crazy dog mom like mm -hmm. started the subscription box he started going to daycare like the whole <laughs> he went to my dad's to be babysat it was everything and uh at the same time, I had always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and so, you know, I had the lemonade stand, I sold Avon, I used to have a resume writing company, so I always had that that mindset, and somehow the two just kind of came together, and I said, that's what I really need to be doing. And so I set that, you know, that plan in my mind, and my husband, of course, was like, okay, I've heard this is like your 50-second idea. Um, so he really started giving it some merit when I started coming to him with actual facts and figures of the pet industry. So okay. I started studying the industry and said, like, no, this is, like, I'm oh, really... Yeah, no. I'd, we only have one dog now, but there was a time when I would spend, on average, 200 bucks a month just on, you know, my dogs. Yeah. I, no, I, I have two kids now. I probably spend the same on them, but they're human beings. Yeah, <laughs> my best friend... She's in her 40s, and her mother still cuts her hair, but she takes her dog to the groomers. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so once I started really studying the industry and kind of showing him and making a plan, he was like, okay, she's really serious about this, you know. And then um, I just I happened to Google because I, I wanted to have a number to put to my plan and kind of say, okay, if, if I'm making this five-year plan of where I want to be, I need to know how much money do I need to have to get this started. And I was just really curious if and when I have all this money, right. um, <laughs> how much is it going to cost if I just wanted to buy something instead of starting from ground up? Mm -hmm. And so I literally just Googled dog daycare for sale Orlando because I just wanted a number. I was in no way in my mind ready actually buy one. yeah I and so so my business came up it didn't say the name it just showed a couple pictures and said here you know contact the broker so I contacted the broker broker said you have to sign an NDA and you know I've been in business long enough and signed enough NDAs that I you know I read it and you know signed it and then all the information came back about the business and at that point you know they shared the name of the business and mm -hmm. 
the, I haven't changed it, so it was Rocky's Retreat. Right. And my father had actually just passed away, oh. and his dog's name was Rocky. Well, wow, if that's not a sign. Yeah. <laughs> so I told my husband, I have no idea how this is going to happen, but it is happening. And so um, the previous owners, they had started it in 2011. Oh. They were retiring. They really wanted somebody that, that they felt was going to take care of it and really take care of their baby the way they wanted it to be taken care of. So I actually had to write a bio and submit it to them before they would even agree to meet me. I actually kind of like that. If I'm yeah. a business that I actually put my heart or my, you know, my, myself into, mm -hmm. and I, you know, am retiring or moving on to another venture, I would want somebody to take it over that had the same ethical basis or like the same grounding as mm -hmm. I would want. I mean, we, we, you know, interview people who come to work here for a reason because right. we want to make sure that they fit in with us. Right. You know, yeah. I want to hand off my company to the same. Exactly. Um, and so it was probably the, you know, the best thing I've ever written um, because that's how strongly I felt about it. And so they agreed to meet. And so then, you know, and this is when I knew my husband was really taking me seriously. He took a half day off work. Oh. My husband never takes time off work. Like he could be on crutches and, you know, he, he doesn't miss work. So he took a half day off work, came with us. Um, we pretended like we were customers because the previous owners didn't want the employees to know yet. Oh, okay. You know, um, and so we just took a tour and then we left and we met them at the McDonald's around the corner. And so I pulled out my list of questions and three months later, there you go. You we, own a business. We, I, we owned a business. <laughs> yep. First one you Googled, and now it's yours. Yeah, I mean. So how long have you owned it now? Uh, October 30th. Uh, this year will be two years. Okay, great. Yeah. And, and how's it going? It's going, it's going great. Um you know, it was a, it was a little it was a lot in the beginning to, to transition. I still had my job, okay. um, so I was um, I was winding down. I was actually closing down a um, a division of my company, so I was staying on um, to help them close that down. Uh -huh. The timing just kind of worked out. They wanted me to relocate to Kentucky, um, and so I was like. Uh -oh. um, well, here's the situation. I actually own a business here now in Orlando. Um, so I stayed on to kind of help close. So the timing was, went really well, but it was it was a lot to be trying sure. to learn everything from the previous owners. Um, as well as shut down a division for yeah. a, a large company. And, yeah, yeah. And, and then also assure all the customers that I had just taken over that it's good, nothing's going to change. Exactly. So, in fact, it's going to get better. Or, right. Or, you know, it'll be the same but different. Right. <laughs> and so, so for the long, I didn't really make a lot of changes mm -hmm. for, for that first year. I, you know, um, just really wanted to get in, learn everything, and leave it as seamless as possible just to keep, you know, all the customers comfortable and um, because people are crazy about their dogs. Uh -huh. How's that process? What was that process like, I guess, learning? established business mm -hmm. um so I, I am very fortunate that the previous owners of the business again they cared about it so much uh -huh. it wasn't just a pack our suitcases and leave they spent quite a bit of time with me transitioning I took two weeks off in the very beginning and just did a whole bunch of download of information uh -huh. um, I'd like to think that I'm pretty intuitive with systems and things so we didn't focus a lot on that it was more getting to know the customers how they actually operate the business I, I figured you know a, a CRM tool is a CRM tool it doesn't matter if they show me the ins and outs I could do that part but wanted to meet customers spend time with them get to know the dogs um, and just really provide that level of comfort. Um, I think one of the m most shocking things to me mm -hmm. as far as a transition was that 
I had been in business for a really long time. I had been a leader for a really long time. And so I kind of went in with this attitude of, I know business, that part is no problem for me. And, <laughs> and, and, and it's not, but the things that, there were little things that caught me by surprise uh -huh. that like, I haven't had to do interviews by myself in a really long time. Uh, I've had recruiters that yeah, have done the yeah. interviews. And by the time someone got to me, they had been They'd through already, recruiters. Yeah. And so they had already been weeded out. So it, it's that. And like, I process my own payroll now. I, I have a company that I enter it all in the system. You but still have to do the math and the entering the numbers. And right. Yeah. And um, so it's those, it's those types of things that, you know, when I thought about it, yeah, I knew I had to do them, but I think that I didn't realize, like, oh, no, it's a big time suck for you. Right, yeah. And so, um, so that that was a big one. And then I think the most expensive learning I had was um, I didn't realize that it, there was actually a form that I had to submit with the county to actually exempt myself from workers' comp, like for my insurance. So I thought oh. when I did the audit, I just said. I don't need workers comp and I didn't include any of my own hours. And so then I got like a $7,000 bill from my insurance company. <laughs> <Guess what>? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so now that's on my calendar for like the next 10 years right, yeah. <laughs> to make sure I renew. Every three months till forever. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so that was a, you know, I'm, I guess it makes sense, but I didn't know that there really was an actual form that you have to like apply Why with it. think about that? Yeah. So, that's that's probably a big piece of advice for anybody is make sure you're really exempt from your workers comp if you want to be exempt. <laughs> Oh, an expensive lesson, but a lesson that mm -hmm. you won't make again. You don't <laughs> you don't repeat those expensive lessons. So what I get, uh, what motivates you to succeed? What what keeps you going to work every day now? I think a big part of what motivates me now is feeling very personally attached to this business uh -huh. and feeling that my father kind of brought it to me. Um, so that's a big part of what motivates me. I, I just really, I do love the dogs. Like I, I, I went overboard, um, <laughs> with, with, with the dogs and cause now I have two and you know, they come to work with me, um, uh -huh. not all the time, but they do come to work with me. But I just, I really, I love it. Um, especially the time that we spend in the pool, uh, mm -hmm. with the dogs doing the therapy, you know, we do therapy, but we also do fun swimming. But I just, even if I'm having a bad day, once I get in the pool with the dogs, I just, I'm so happy. And even if I don't realize that I'm happy, you know, our, I have a photographer that works for us that comes and takes pictures and, you know, he shows me the pictures and it's like, I'm smiling from ear to ear. Right, and I yeah. just, you know, so I do get a really good sense of fulfillment. I think throughout my career, you know, I, I spent, you know, first 10 years kind of like in restaurants and then I wanted to do something more, um, you know, more using my brain. And so then I worked in e-commerce for, you know, 13 years. And then I felt like oh, I want to do something that's more meaningful. You know, you can only sell so many handbags. And so then I went to specialty pharmacy and I was, you know, the, the department that I, that I ran, we helped people that needed copay assistance. So I felt that I was, you know, I was contributing and I was helping people that needed the help, but it still just didn't feel like I was doing something that was, that was very meaningful to me. And uh -huh. so I do get that fulfillment from, from helping the dogs and from giving parents, you know, pet parents, when that sense of comfort, if they're traveling or going on vacation, like sometimes I have people that cry when they drop off their dogs. 
Um, I have people that, uh, you know, when they drop them off for boarding, I have people um, who, you know, if their dog has some type of ailment and they're bringing them for swimming, they're doing acupuncture, they're doing, you know, cold laser therapy, they're giving them every herbal remedy known to man, like they're, they're literally trying everything they can. So being able to be a part of that care and kind of help them through that. I'm their therapist. So while I'm in the pool with the with the dog, I'm talking to mom. I've, you know, cried with moms. I just two weeks ago I was with a dog on his last day. You know, before they you know, they had to let him go because of his, his ailment. And so it was very important to his mom for him to swim and have a happy last day. You know, so it's just that gives me a very big sense of fulfillment. Um what Tell me about the swimming with dogs. I know, like, free play and fun in the water, that's one thing. But what, like, what, what kind of therapy are they doing so that, 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 that swimming would be involved? Um, so we get dogs that are recovering from a surgery. Uh-huh. So it's low impact. Okay. Um, and so they get to move around without without the impact. So they can have uh, dogs have what's equivalent of an ACL surgery. So they they can do the low impact uh, for that. Uh, We have dogs that just need general mobility. So if they have arthritis or, you know, muscle loss in the back of their legs. Mm -hmm. So they age just like we do. So things start to get old and creaky like like for us yeah so so that helps um i get dogs that need to swim for weight loss um because if they are overweight um their legs are so much smaller than ours they can't really take a lot of walking Mm -hmm. so they come for weight loss since it is low impact um so it's it's those types of of things that people come for swimming the um the dog that came for his last day, he had degenerative myelopathy, which is basically becoming paralyzed. But wow. when he got in the water, he could move like nobody's business. Wow. That's, I mean, that's tough. Yeah. You know, they had to, they had to make that decision. But, I mean, we've all, you know, if, we, yeah. if you've been a pet owner, you've had to make that decision. Yeah. At some point, it's one of the hardest that you make. But they, at least they gave him a good last Oh, day. yeah. He had an amazing day. He's, you know... And that, and the thing, that's the thing. Some dog, you know, I have one of my dogs, I have two, two of them and my one loves it and he will belly flop in the water a hundred times if you let him. And then my other one puts on the brakes and he's like, I want nothing to do with it. (laughs) Um, But dogs that really love it, like they have such a great time and, and really enjoy it. And you, you you can't get them out of the water. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I had two, down to one chihuahua, but we had two chihuahuas at one point and a toy poodle. The chihuahuas did not like, still, you know, Carter doesn't like the water. Chewy didn't like the water. Coltrane, you know, he, he, I lived alone or, you know, my wife came out to Florida to do law school mm-hmm. and I stayed at home or back in Phoenix with Chewy and Coltrane and the house that I lived in had a pool. I would wake up in the morning and there would be a big wet spot at the bottom of the bed. <laughs> Because Cole had gone out to the restaurant, you know, go out in the middle of the night. And, and he jumped, jumped in. The water in. for a little while. That's so funny. So. That would totally be my, my lab. I um, So our laundry room at, at the business is attached to the, the pool room. Mm-hmm. And um, he was following me around one day. And so he came. And I turned my back to, like, take the laundry from the washer into the dryer. And I just hear this big whoosh <laughs> behind me. And he's looking at me like, aren't you going to throw the ball? So. No. Get out of there. I'm doing laundry. <laughs> so now let's uh, talk about business. I remember talking to you a while ago and you, you 
talked about uh, the CRM that you were using, the client relationship manager mm -hmm. or management software. Uh, the, the one that you came into the business with was not the best. It, it's, it is not. I still have it. Okay. Um, we're in the process of transitioning. Um, I want to wait until... So we're doing all of the, the front loading and we're loading uh -huh, yeah. you know customers and things like that. We're not really going to pull the switch until after Labor Day because we get a little bit quieter after Labor Day. Okay. So we'll be still pretty busy until then. And then not that we won't have, you know, customers, but it's we won't be so full. And so yeah, I'd rather. Yeah. Right. So from so from Labor Day to Thanksgiving is when I have to get it. All the kinks worked out and, and all of that. And what was the process of finding a new piece of software for that? Um, again, I just started like Googling, you know, pet software uh -huh. and stuff like that. Um, they'll give you demos. Um, so I demoed quite a few. They'll let you, you know, they give you, they'll give you a demo. They'll give you like a test login and things like that. Um, I really learned our software in and out and knew what we could do and what we couldn't do. Um, and then just thought of all the things of where I want to take the business uh -huh. um, and things that I need to improve. So, you know, for example, I actually have to use two systems to for every booking. And so that... that seems it's very inconvenient. <laughs> um, so one is the... One is like the resort, the pet resort software. So it's okay. almost like what you would look for room availability and we track uh, all of sure. the dog records. But then the other one is where we do appointments. So if I make swim appointments, things like that. But it's also where we charge everybody. Uh. And that software was actually not even intended for pet businesses. It's like more of a fitness studio um, kind of software. Um, I can see how that would... With know, the appointments. Yeah, it would make sense that that would transition over, but you would want something that's more... Right. Built for what you're doing. <laughs> so, the, you know, one of the biggest gains I'm going to get is that I'm only going to be in one place and I get to do all of those things. Right, um, yeah. it's, we're going to have a customer portal now. So customers can actually, you know, they can create a, their pet themselves online. We'll create our existing customers, but a of new course, customer yeah. can log in, create their pet, submit all their records. Right. If they get updated records, they can submit them. So that'll be more seamless. They can request their bookings through that um, so it'll be very customer friendly we can send out report cards through it and stuff like that so kind of just really bringing it into today's customer and uh -huh. what they expect and how they communicate you know people More text people email, email and and yeah so much the, you got to call to right gotcha that's excellent yeah so and then um, I'm also in a lot of like uh, Facebook forums mm -hmm. for this industry okay. and so just asking in the forums what do you guys use and um, so people are very willing to offer their opinions <laughs> on <laughs> the different <laughs> softwares and That's so cool yeah and I, I mean if there are other people willing to help you out in the same industry I mean I know the pet industry is huge obviously it's you know one of the faster growing industries I think if I remember my uh, economics podcast correctly um, how I guess, what is the competition like for what you do, and how do you stand out in that in that crowded marketplace or that getting crowded marketplace? It is it is a very competitive space. Um, I come from a long history of customer service, mm -hmm. and I when I worked in e-commerce, I worked with a lot of really high-end brands, and so I'm very used to a high level of customer service and really going above and beyond, and so. I think that we stand out by the level of service that we give and the, the attentiveness and the care that we give. Um, there are a lot of places that are the, the way we, 
care for the pets is, is a little different. We're more like a one-on-one -on -one or very small play groups where some places are, you know, 20 dogs out at once. Right. Um, and so that kind of sets us apart. And that's not for everybody. Some people sure. want their dogs to be with 20 other dogs, and that's fine for, for those dogs. But some parents come to us specifically because we are smaller and that's mm -hmm. more what we cater to. So we also take dogs that don't get along with other dogs, okay. um, which a lot of places won't take. We don't breed discriminate um, or um, require them to be neutered either. So, because we're very careful. And so if we get a right, dog yeah. who doesn't like other dogs, he just goes out by himself. Okay. So. If you get a dog that's capable of producing, you don't send them out with your own dog. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then again, it's just really the customer service. We really build relationships, get to know the dogs. You know, if we hear that a dog was sick, you know, if they if they call us and say, hey, Fluffy's not coming this week because she has a cold, we'll call and ask, okay, like, hey, how's she doing? We send cards and just really try to go above and beyond. Do you offer any veterinary services or anything like that in conjunction with? No, we um, we we have retail, and so uh -huh. we sell um, we sell supplements and all natural products so we sell um like skin soothers and things because florida dogs tend to be very itchy yeah yeah so we sell we sell like a line called natural dog company that's uh -huh. all of that um but it's none of it is needs a prescription uh, we do sell cbd oil for okay. dogs um and we sell treats and things like that we do have a vet right across the street uh, okay. which a lot of Let's parents really love that that you know if we did need a vet the vet is right across the street uh -huh. um and then we are also cpr certified so if there's a cut a bruise right bug bite something yeah. yeah we can kind of bandage them and and take care of it across the street gotcha. that's good that's yeah <laughs> Uh, most of the places that we've taken our dogs have been vet and kennel mm -hmm, you know, combined. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also have a friend who's a veterinarian. It's like, where should we take them? Yeah. <laughs> so she's been good about helping us with that because awesome. she's a little bit too far away for us to take them there. Um, so uh, I guess one of the things, uh, before we wrap up, let me ask you again, can you give everybody your information, your website, your phone number again? Mm -hmm. So our website is just rockiesretreat.com so it's r-o-c-k-y-s retreat.com um our facebook is rockies retreat canine health and fitness center <laughs> which is a mouthful um and then our instagram is it, at rockies retreat one thing that we ask of every interview that we do to finish up and you can take as long as you want we say we'll edit out the dead time i haven't yet ever <laughs> um, what is one piece of professional advice that you can give to anybody listening to this or to anybody who might come across this podcast? I really think that um, the best advice I could give is really just to be authentic. Mm -hmm. um, it just, it really comes through in everything that you do, whether you're a business owner, whether you're an employee helping somebody on the phone, whether you're, you know, a manager in a, in a call center, um, when you're authentic, people will listen to what you have to say and um, you can get more buy-in from people. I think that, especially the way the internet saturates everything we do these days, I think everyone's BS detectors <laughs> are, <laughs> are up. You know, I mean, just before we started, you and I were talking about all these spam calls that we get, you yeah, know, so right. we, we kind of are trained now to detect 
detect, you know, BS when we see it and just ignore it. And so I think that when you're really authentic with what you have to say and with what you're putting out there, regardless of your venue, that people are more responsive to it. Thank you, April. I appreciate you coming in. Thank you. Thanks for having me. You've been listening to Let's Get Up to Business from Jordan Law. We hope you've enjoyed the podcast and would consider sharing the show. We would also love an honest five-star review through iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or whatever podcatcher you use. If you are interested in being a guest of the podcast, please contact producer Mark through email at mark at jordanlawfl.com. Use the subject line podcast guest in your email. Thank you. We look forward to speaking to you again soon.